Grit, Iron, Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuara. It's good to have Mo back in the United States. Good to have Brett back on the pod. Mo, uneventful travels back stateside, I hope. Fingers crossed. A little bit of a bumpy plane ride, actually. Ah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm used to it. It's every Sunday, so whatever, right? (laughs) Are you a scared flyer at all? Any trepidations about... Zero percent. Zero. I'm always just like, well, if the plane crashes, I'm just dead anyway. So <laughs> I ain't like I can do anything about it. What about you, Brett? Scared of flying? Yeah or no? Nay? I love how everything is zero or a hundred percent with Mo. There's nothing in between ever. That's like DP. DP, you're you're zero to a hundred as well, right? There is no in between with you. Yeah, and I'm the guy who believes that if a plane ever crashes, I will be the only survivor. Well, that's a thousand just, percent. Well, that's just. <laughs> Fiery crash into a mountainside. Somehow, Donnie Peters, only survivor. That's it? You're just going to emerge through the flames? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've, I, w- I will survive. I, I think about this a lot when I'm on planes. <laughs> you plan your exit strategy? Yeah, I plan, like, you know, to... Like, when they tell you to, like, you know, bend forward and, like, hold the seat. No, I'm not going to do that stuff. I have my own little techniques that I will, I will plan. <laughs> And, and participate in once we crash. Speaking of techniques, I think we got to get weird this week. And I think you guys know that we have to get weird this week looking at the cards that were submitted to me by our simpleton monkey math. We have to go at a minimum eight and two in order to make the money in the Las Vegas Super Contest. Probably better than that. Probably 10 and 0. Probably 10 and 0. And 10 and 0 would actually get us to an even 60% on the season as well, I believe, which would be awesome. So that's the goal. And we're trying to do so by not just picking winners, but hopefully picking winners that are not as popular as well. Brett, I don't know if you heard, we gave you props on the past podcast on Tuesday, back to back four and one weeks, kiddo. Yes, still not nearly enough props. I deserve more. More props for the veto action. More props for what? I, I, I saved it. You guys talked about how, how lucky we were to go four and one last week. That was me. I saved us last week. Give me more. <laughs> yeah, but on the season, you haven't been doing that hot. This is true. Yeah, but hashtag when it matters. Brett showed up. Yeah. In the playoffs, in the stretch run. So he's clutch? Yeah, clutch gene. Clutch, clutch gene, yeah. Clutch, he's clutch and his, and his teammates didn't believe in him. As opposed to Mo, beaking Mo, not clutch AF, back-to-back two and three weeks. What's going on, Mo? Uh, the Jets can't make a kick. No clutch gene. Yeah, Jason Myers, two. Mo, mi- so quick to point the finger. Miss P- I mean, this guy, he's, he's a... Pro Bowl kicker <laughs> missing PATs. Like I don't know, I can't blame Mo for that. Really, how we we got extremely fortunate that we faded that one on the card. With that our chat would have blown up oh. if we had Jets on the card. That was the most ridiculous cover, <laughs> one of the most ridiculous of the season. Yeah, 
that turnover on downs deep in territory. I mean, just a brutal miss for anybody that had real American dollars on the New York Jets. All right, let's get into week 16, the penultimate. You guys knew I had to use that word. Penultimate week of the NFL season. As always, we start with split games where there are two hosts on one side and two hosts on the other. We've got two division matchups, both in the north divisions of the respective conferences. And we'll start with Bengals-Browns because this is a bit of a Browns podcast. We were among the stubborn sharps that kept piling Browns even when they were winning one game over two seasons. And now they're starting to surge. They're starting to get some public sentiment. A big road win last week. And two people have defected from the Browns train. I've hopped back on after getting pissed at them and being stubborn and and trying to fade them, and they kept covering in my face. But DP and Mo have both defected from the Browns train this week. DP sauntering off, not too crazily. He's got the Bengals low, but Mo is very high on the Bengals this week, and I will let him take the floor. Why are you fading the Browns with a guy that you've dumped on more than anybody on this podcast. Mo, you clicked something Jeff Driscoll. Please explain. Because game theory season, uh, this one is actually not. It was like kind of on the border of making my card, but then I had to go game theory and looked at some of my top plays and I started thinking about them and I started thinking about who is going to click the Bengals with no AJ Green, no Tyler Boyd and Jeff Driscoll at the helm. And I came to the conclusion that nobody will. Um, They're going to have to run straight. They might be able to do that a little bit with mix. And they had some success last week against the Raiders and the Browns actually don't have a very good run defense. Um, Let me double check here where they were sitting in run defense. Um, They are 23rd in the league in run defense. So hopefully there's an opening there for for Cincy to be a little more effective than people might think. And the biggest thing is I just don't trust this Browns team to run away from anybody. I mean, yeah, they're better and they're, playing solid football but i still don't believe this team is just gonna come out and just blow people out so not in professional football and all the although the Bengals barely qualify as a professional football team hopefully uh they can come out and make the people moving this line two points or whatever look like fools so game theory is the reason why this did not make my top five i had this as one of my favorite games this week, but slid it to the bubble, actually one below the bubble because there's another game that I loved that I think is going to be popular. And it's twofold. One is the public sentiment overall, 58% of the bets coming in on Cleveland. But then if you look at the Super Contest in itself, last four weeks, the Browns, ninth most popular, 10th most popular, and then they started trending even more popular, 8th and 6th. So I think that people will be willing to lay that number 
especially because it's moved to 10 on Pinnacle. But I, I still think the Browns are the right side. So I, I can't go too extreme game theory. And I'll bring in the game theory expert now who also clicked the Browns. But you have them in the middle of the pack. Bert Minotti, what you got on this game? Are people going to click Browns, though? Yes, they I mean, are. We've talked. I, they, they are. Why? Because we've looked at it all season. Like people don't like to click on touchdown favorites or or higher. Like this is a pretty big line. I I think this is an exception because they've been so heavily on Browns and they've just continued to cover. Like if they if they hadn't covered, what is it now? Three straight or three out of four? Then I think I would agree with you. But since they've been so good, and last week was an island game, winning outright as a dog. I, I just think they're going to be pretty popular in the contest. Could be. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I really like the Browns in this one. I, I put them in the middle because of game theory, uh, the, the worry that maybe they will be popular. I, I don't think they will be, though. I, I don't think they'll be top 10. But even still, I mean, I'm selling the Bengals here off a win. That's their last win of the season. I don't know how they stop Nick Chubb and the Browns running game in this one. We're looking at some potentially nasty weather, which I think benefits the Browns. Uh, I, I I could see them running away with this. I think that benefits the Bengals. I saw that that twelve mile per hour wins. Let's go. I mean, the Bengals can run the ball, and they have something Driscoll. Uh, anything that limits the passing games to me benefits the Bengals. To me, a lot of this also has to do with, and Mo, this is Mo's point usually. How drunk is this crowd going to be pre Christmas? Delirious with optimism. All of the hope for the future coming off of a big road win in an island game. The Browns are the ultimate anti-tank team this season. This game means everything to the fans, everything to a coaching staff that is trying to get a job either at this organization or another next season. And then you've got a young team that is just growing throughout the season and is going to put full effort in this game. I don't know. I just, I, I love the Browns in this spot. Um, and think that they might be able to cover easily. DP, like I said, you were the lowest. You clicked Bengals. What made the coin come up Cincinnati? Uh, just a little bit of me thinking that not a lot of people are going to be clicking the Bengals, number one. Number two, the Browns is eight and a half point favorites. Just seems super, super high. I have to take the points here. I can't not. Nobody's going to click Bengals. That is for sure. Yeah, that is 100% certainty. Nobody is clicking Cincy. Let's get to the other division game. It's in the NFC North, and it's between the Lions and the Vikings. The Vikings are road favorites in this contest, laying five and a half in Detroit, looking across the board. Nobody was really confident in this game. Bert, you actually are the most confident at an eight out of 16, so I'll let you lead this one off. You've got the home dog, the Detroit Lions, plus the five and a half. Why'd you click Detroit? This was one of my favorites at first glance, the opportunity to fade the Vikings on the road. Uh, and Detroit re- returning home after an embarrassing home loss to Buffalo. Public money coming out of Minnesota early in the week, which really is not surprising at all. I think this is a really good spot for for a home dog that is not going to be popular in the contest. I, too, clicked the Lions, but I've got no confidence in either of these spots, I'm personally six and eight picking Lions games, uh, and I don't really like the Vikings on the road ever, as Bert noted. Um, here's the thing: 
the Lions D has really crept up uh, in stopping the the Russian DVOA since they got Snacks. They're up to 17th, but the problem is Snacks isn't going to be in this game. The way to beat the Lions is to throw the ball. They're last in passing efficiency, but Mike Zimmer just fired Coach Flip and doesn't really want to come out with an air raid offense. So I'm not sure the Vikings are going to approach this game optimally from an offensive standpoint. And for that reason, mainly, I just ended up clicking the Lions. No real confidence here. DP, you're the highest on the other side. Vikings at a 7 out of 16. Why do you like Mini here? I think Minnesota is the better all-around team. I don't like what I've been seeing from the Lions at all. Um, I, I know Minnesota has to go on the road. Um, I mean, last week was a little bit, I mean, it was very up and down uh, for the Vikings. You know, they looked great early on. They kind of came back to earth, but then they seemed to, you know, get their heads out of their asses and be able to finish that game off strong. I don't expect them to have that dip this week against the Lions, and I, I just don't see in any way, shape, or form the Lions are able to really just kind of stay with them. The Lions just seem just out of it this year, just not the team that uh, we kind of hope that they would be. Not that they would be amazing, but, you know, they'd be decent. Uh, that offense doesn't seem that good at all. Defense, to me, is just meh, whatever. I think the Vikings move the ball pretty easily. I think that defense is able to shut down Stafford and company easily as well. Vikes were your two out of 16. Mo, put a pin in this game. Why'd you click Minnesota? Uh, well, I wanted to kind of love Minnesota just on first glance because of that 32nd ranked pass D versus Thielen and Diggs. I think they could do brutal things in this spot. And I don't know really, uh, I don't know how Detroit's going to attack this Minnesota defense. I mean, they just have no weapons. And But then again, the line was pretty high, so... It basically seemed like a a fair spot that I just wanted to uh, stay away from. The final split game is an interleague contest between the New York football giants and the Indianapolis, the Colts. The Colts are laying nine and a half on the road. And Burt is once again the host with the most confidence in this game. He clicked the dog, the Giants, and he put them in his top five. If you were submitting your own super contest card, Burt, you would have the G-men Tell us why. It's crazy how much of a public team the Colts have become so quickly. Everyone is buying in, and they've been printing money the last few weeks, so I think they're going to continue going there, even though this line is so big. But the look ahead here was six. So, so, I mean, it moved four points in a week. I, I mean, look, the Giants last week's shutout aside have been much better in the second half of the season. Eli appears to be locked in to be the quarterback for the next 20 years. So he has some motivation <laughs> to play well this week. I know. I think you just hold your nose and take the points with New York, even though they have nothing to play for it. 10 seems like so much here. Yeah. You, you took all my, my points there. Look ahead with six. So we have a three and a half point line move in the contest. It is 10 on pinnacle. Uh, look, when you get shut out at home by the Titans, your stock plummets. And when you, Shut out a public-ass team like the Cowboys, your stock soars. This game feels like Dolphins and Colts to me back in Week 8, and the Dolphins actually have a worse pass defense than the Giants, according to DVOA, despite having Xavier Howard patrolling the secondary. I've said it a million times, Colts have that vanilla defense, which is 
was perfect against the Cowboys, fourth against the run. They rallied to the ball, but you can move the ball against them, and the back door will be wide open if it is necessary. On top of all that, the Colts really aren't going to be able to get to Eli either. They're 27th in adjusted sack rate, so I think this is a good spot for the Giants to be a little more competitive than people think, and if they aren't, then we might get the backdoor cover from Eli. Mo, you are the resident Andrew Luck stan. You click the Colts here, but you have them low. What you got here? Well, this was a fair line. Uh, I have a lot of fair lines this week. Um, big coin flip tier. So we'll talk about that when we get to my lone wolves, I guess. But um, yeah, no Odell here. Uh, kind of could be the tiebreaker for me, but this is right where I capped it. Uh, I don't understand how you guys can think this line is that short. Uh, the Colts are a pretty good football team. The Giants are horrible. The Giants have nothing to play for. They have negative to play for, like Donnie always says. Um, and then, yeah, I, uh, Brett. Brett's point is actually completely senseless. If he's going to sit here and say Eli's locked in as the QB, uh, doesn't he not then have motivation? If he's already locked in, what's what is he worried about? I mean, that nobody's coming to take his job. That was just a joke. <laughs> I don't think that was serious analysis from Brett. Right? Yeah, I so said he's locked in for the next twenty years. Yeah, that's the joke. I, well, I mean, actually, he actually did mean like he's locked in next year, though. So if this is a fair line, why did it? Why wasn't it the look ahead line? Why wasn't the look, the look ahead line nine and a half or ten? Why was it six? Well, I think that was wrong. I think I think the fair line here is eight. Yeah, the market clearly is clueless on the Colts if the public is smashing them every week and they just keep covering with ease, like. They need to adjust the numbers, and they finally did. What's the difference between this game and that Dolphins game, though, Mo? And you love the Dolphins in that spot. Dolphins nearly won outright. What's the difference here? Dolphins are a decent amount better than the Giants, especially without Odell. Are they? What do they have? You just load up on Barkley. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't hate Shepard. I don't hate Ingram. It's not not like this is the Jets. Ingram is awful. He's not awful. He's awful. Soft, <laughs> look, look at, drops, look at, can't look, block. Look at the tight ends in the NFL. Look at the pass-catching tight ends in the NFL right now. Ingram is not awful. Yeah. He's not as good as he, he could be. DP, can't catch. DP, you're the highest on the Colts. Why do you love Indy so much? I mean, I wanted to be higher on the Colts, but I, I think that they're going to be super, super public. The The reason that they kind of landed where they were right dead smack in the middle of my overall card was because I just it that's just ended up where they fall in with the games that I like, you know, being moved above them and other games just uh, trickling in and being moved uh, below them. So, I mean, I think I think this line might even be a half point or a point short. Uh, from what it really should be. I think the Colts are just a really good team. They really need this game. Giants don't. Giants are just absolutely abysmal. Um, I I like the Colts just on both sides of the ball. I I know that they're a super public team, but I'm with the public on this. Um, I've been in on the Colts for several weeks now. Um, But like I said, I needed to move them down just because I think far too many people love them as evidenced by how popular they have been in the contest these past couple of weeks. Good old Donnie public. So those are the split games. Let's move on to the lone wolves. No sounders this week because I'm playing a road game in the great garden state of New Jersey. Mo leads the way 
in Lone Wolves, not in record, but in how many he selected this week. He's got five. Uh, Brett's got a pair, and DP and I are both solo on Lone Wolves. So we'll start with you, Mo. This is your segment. You will dominate it. And we'll start at the top. You've got one in your top five, and that is the Houston Texans plus the two and a half traveling to, as Donnie would put it, the most vile city, maybe not even in America, but in the entire world, Philadelphia. Mo, you clicked the fake Texans. Why? This is a great spot for the Texans. Well, specifically to fade the Eagles. Um, Man, I can't believe you guys are going to brick this one. First of all, I want to say just fire the over here. 46, this is way too low. Uh, Both teams are going to move the ball through the air here. Um, Zach Ertz over the middle against this soft Texans middle. You can really attack the middle of this defense. Um, And then on the other side, you got Fletcher Cox. Hasn't practiced. The best player the Eagles have. Um, This is a really good spot to grab a healthy Texans team. Um, They should be. This is wrong team favored. They should be minus one in this spot. Um, people back to thinking the Eagles are good after they beat the Rams. That was probably just a blip. Uh, I expect the Eagles to revert to what we can see on paper and what they've been all year. A terrible defense, a terrible secondary. Um, Deshaun Watson is going to carve these guys. And uh, on the other side of the ball, I mean... Nick Foles, whatever. He's just a body. Texans uh, D-line, if they put some pressure on him, I think he'll probably make a lot of mistakes. Um, And, uh, yeah, I think this is just a really good spot to uh, grab the Texans uh, when a lot of people are thinking the Eagles are actually good at football when that was probably just one good game that they played. Um, And the public is more than 50% on the Eagles, so erroneously thinking this team is good and I want to take advantage of that and I cannot believe you guys don't want to. So look ahead was a pick. Texans were not even going to be favored just before the Eagles won, as Mo would call it, a blip, a massive spot as massive road dogs against a hugely public team. So I'm not really concerned about a two and a half point line move. Uh, Bouncing between the three is really isn't consequential to me. Uh, Eagles offensive line has been fine. According to the metrics, 17th in a suck in just attack rate. That was what I was the most worried about. Of course, you've got the Houston D line coming in, but we know this Texans secondary is not good. Uh, And there's going to be some opportunities if they can keep uh, big Dick Nick on his feet. Here's the thing. Uh, The Texans are not good. They're, Record is a farce. They've played two playoff teams uh, that are currently scheduled to be in the playoffs, and they are one and one with their only win coming against the pre-Amari Cooper Dallas Cowboys. On the other side of the ball, I found something that's very interesting. We we've all banged the drum against this Eagles secondary, uh, but they've actually been really good, uh, or at least average, I should say. Sorry, against uh, number one receivers and this stat can be a little uh fluky if a team lines up against some pretty easy number ones but here are the number ones they faced julio 
Evans, T.Y., Diggs slash Thielen, whoever you want to pick, OBJ twice, Amari once, Michael Thomas, and Brandon Cooks. The only thing the Texans can do on offense is throw the ball to Deshaun, uh, to DeAndre Hopkins. Like They were putrid last week doing anything but throwing the ball to Nook. So if, they, if the Eagles can at least contain him, uh, then I don't know how the Texans move the ball because Deshaun's not great. And their running game is non-existent. So in front of another drunk crowd with the Super Bowl MVP coming home, I really love the Eagles in the spot. Burt Minotti, Nick Foles, he's your guy. What you got here? Yeah, we got we got value out of Foles last week, but probably every last drip of value at the same time. Uh, this, this line moved a couple points after the Eagles won on national TV, but like, why wouldn't it? You know, the Eagles did look like they had more juice last week. And Foles is better than the Carson Wentz that they kept rolling out onto the field for several weeks. This this line looked pretty fair to me. Uh, the Texans are a better squad, but the Eagles, like you said, at home um, with something to play for, with Foles a quarterback, uh, give me the Eagles. By the way, this was on my card, but it was the last game to make my card, 12 out of 16. DP, you nearly put this on your card, but you did not. What you got? Honestly, I didn't put it on my card because I'm worried that it's going to be super popular. I, I, you know, you brought it up uh, on the the recap show. You were talking about it in the chat throughout the week, and then I started seeing more and more people talk about this spot for the Eagles, whether it be talking heads on TV and radio, and or just you know online stuff. And I started thinking, you know, this seems like it's going to be a very popular contest. I want to love the Eagles as well in this spot. I've certainly uh, been on the train that the the Texans are overrated all year. They're playing a bit better uh, than they, they should be right now, and I, I don't think they're as good as their record. But uh, they've been getting the job done. Um, the Eagles with, with Nick Foles, I mean, they just seem like they, they really are able to put it together behind him for whatever you know intangible reason that may be. Uh, but I'm, again, just a little bit scared. This will be too popular in the contest. And in week 16, in the position that we are in, you know, we got to do things a little bit differently. So I had to knock it down a few notches. Let's go to Moe's bias pick of the week. He's got the Packers minus two and a half at MetLife. You're fading Sam Savior in a beautiful spot. What's going on here, Mo? What are you guys doing? This one is obvious, I felt. Um what do you mean it's obvious? The Packers are awful. No, they're not. They still have Rodgers. They're like mediocre. The Jets are awful. Um, has Rodgers played? Rodgers is the most checked out player yeah. in the NFL. Has he is played? Rodgers playing? Has, I'm wondering what this line is. Has, like, honestly. Has, has Rodgers even played average this season? He has two interceptions, and I was told they were both tipped. Um, he has two interceptions because sure he throws the ball away 3,000 times a game. Sometimes you got to throw the ball away. I mean, what do, you, what do you want the guy to do if there's nobody to throw to? Believe me, if there's somebody to throw to, Rodgers is going to try to throw it to him. Um, the Packers should also have a lot of success running the ball in this spot, I think. Um, although it sounds like something Jamal might be getting the rock. That's Wait. does not excite me at all. Wait, why should they have success running the ball? The Jets' run defense isn't great. Um, and that... If they, I can, I think if they can run the ball at all, that they'll just make it easier for Rodgers, open a little bit 
a windows a little bit for him. He's not bothered by playing on the road. He's not bothered by playing in the cold. I think this is going to be one of the more popular plays in the contest, though, unfortunately. So I did have to move it down. It's um, a public team getting a good number against a team. Lots of people are probably looking to fade. Um, so I had to move it down from where I actually wanted to have it because I think this is uh, Rogers by murder. <laughs> I thought it was the opposite. I love the Jets, and I didn't put them in my top five because I thought they were going to be popular. <laughs> I think this is a beautiful spot for the Jets. Don't know how the Packers get stops. The only defender on their team with a pulse is still out, Kenny Clark. He's also their best pass rusher, and he's an interior player. So against this Jets offensive line, you got to create pressure. I don't know how the Packers do that. And I don't know, man. What? Why would this Packers team put up any strong effort on the road in Week 16, this feels like wrong team favored to me. Like I feel like the Jets win by piles in this game. DP, you were also high in the Jets. You did put them on your card. What you got here? I feel like the Jets' run defense is the better part of their defense. I, I don't. I mean, listen, the the Packers are without Aaron Jones. He's gone. J- Jamal Williams is dealing with a toe injury, and that can't be good for any running back. Aaron Rodgers is as checked out as they come. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers was checked in to these games, he would be trying to force more balls into tight windows and not just throwing things away so he has a better touchdown-interception ratio. I don't think the Packers are that good. I think that they're just trying to kind of play out the string. I mean, there's still a chance we get Deshaun Kaiser here. Um, I mean, this this just seems like... And then on the other side of the ball, you have, you have uh, Sam Darnold, who's playing really well right now and just looks to be getting kind of better and better by the week. Uh, I really like this spot. You get a home dog. Um, a, a team that's playing well. I mean, Rich has been calling for the win one for the Gipper game for, for I don't know, a couple of weeks now. Not not calling for it, you know, week in, week out, but saying that it's coming eventually. I don't really see a bigger spot than, you know, win one for the Gipper than beating Aaron Rodgers at home, you know, before before your coach, uh, you know, gets put out to pasture. So give me the Jets here. I think this is a great spot. Yeah, beating Aaron Rodgers at home, Bulls' last home game as head coach. The, the stars are aligning for, for Jets by double digits here. Brett, you love Jets run game, run defense twentieth, by the way. But sure, Donnie. <laughs> Brett, you... yeah, but it's, it's Jamal Williams season. We know how much you love Jamal. That's better than twelve teams in the NFL, man. <laughs> oh, come on, God, uh, he's so bad. Brett, I can't believe you have the Jets so low. You love Darnold this week in DFS, but somehow, what are you afraid of the goat? What's going on here? A little. I, I didn't really know what to make of this line because uh, I think Mo was <laughs> Mo made some some pretty good points in this in this game. But nobody's lining up to take the Jets in the contest. That's why I clicked on the Jets. Man, I I was afraid of the Jets being popular. That's not, no way is that going to happen. They would have been probably my number two pick. Then I probably screwed up. Uh, all right, Mo, you've got three lone wolves below the fold. Let's go rapid fire with them. You've got the Steelers plus six. At New Orleans, the Falcons minus three and a half against the Panthers, and you're laying all of the wood with the Titans at home against the Slurs. Knock them down one, two, three. Yeah, these were all uh, right about where I thought they should be. Um, so not not anything too strong here. Uh, Steelers, I think. The Saints are a team that, that, that worries me that they can out-scheme Pitt, but uh, on talent level, I think this line's fine. Um, Saints also 
on short rest. Their offense has been bad. I'm really curious to see what they look like in this spot. I think if they look good again, I can buy back into this team being the Super Bowl favorite because I'm starting to wonder right now. Unlike you guys on the recap pod, I am unimpressed by this Saints team right now. Um, Drew Brees may be fake elite, like I've been saying this whole time. Um, as far as the Falcons go, I don't know what something Heineke is. This is one of Heineken. I don't know what this guy is. This is this is a, one of the Heineken. few unprofessional that I don't Heineken I think. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's he's at, he was F he was FCS. That's why you don't know. Okay, well o- that makes sense. ODU okay. baby, let's go Old so, Dominion. So I've got opinions on a lot of these guys, but I, this is one I don't have an opinion on. I've never seen him. Um, I think they need McCaffrey to kind of saddle up and horse them through this one, but I don't know if he's the type of player that can really do that. I mean, great player. I just don't. You know, I think he's got to be used a little judiciously although that hasn't been the case at a few spots this year. Um, And then, yeah, I I don't trust something Heineken on short rest, like, or uh, short preparation, rather. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do there. And and then on the other side of the ball, you got Falcons pass offense versus a dreadful pass defense. So, I don't know. It just looks like a fair line to me. What was the third one? Slurs at Titans. You're laying all of it with the Titans. Yeah, fair line. I wanted to love the slurs again, but man, look at the injuries, you guys. Did you guys look at this injury report? This is horrifying. Yeah, I mean, that's been the whole season. That, that's the whole season. Yeah, it's, it's no, been like this for, for eight weeks, man. This isn't eight weeks anymore. Though. Look at the skill positions, dude. There's no Jordan Reed. There's no something Doxon. Jor- Jordan Reed has skills? Even something Maurice Harris is hurt. Who is going to get the rock? <laughs> What's the difference between the guy they pull off the street yeah. and Maurice Harris? Come on. I mean, there's got to be a difference. <laughs> That's why that dude's on a couch. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, I, they, their wide receiver one is going to be somebody I've never heard of, I guess. I I guess Jamison Crowder? I, I don't know. Yeah. But then beyond that, there's just nothing. Crowder season. So I just have no earthly idea how. Who cares? How are the Titans going to score? Yeah. I don't, when I don't know who's lining up for a football team, I'm not clicking on them. Period. <laughs> Let's start with Falcons Panthers because that this game is utterly fascinating. Of course, you've got the Cam injury, which makes way for something Taylor Heineken. I guess that's what we're gonna go with. Uh, look ahead line was six, so this line moves nine and a half points in the contest. So the sharp person in me absolutely wanted to love the Panthers, but I could only muster them to a five out of 16. There's a lot of bad things working against the Panthers here. First, their defense is horrifying. It's 26th overall, 28th against the pass, and they just put out their maximum above expectation output and still lost at home in primetime. On top of that, they've got a short week, and it's perfect weather for December for Matt Ryan to play outdoors, 53 degrees and sunny. That screams Falcons shred to me. And then with this something Heineken guy, he's got a plus in his college resume for the fact that he he ran the ball a ton. He had 1,300 rushing yards and 22 touchdowns in his four-year career against uh, uh, at ODU. But here's the problem. Dude had a 2% interception rate against FCS guys. 2% is average in the NFL, but you should not have a 2% interception rate against 
not even real unprofessional players, something fake unprofessional players. So that's a little worrisome that there could be some turnovers coming. Unsurprisingly, though, Bert Minotti went full sharp. He went full contrarian, and he's got the Panthers in his top five. Something Heineken, Mr. Minotti. Yeah, because this line movement is insane. Why did it move this much? Cam has been horrible with that shoulder injury for the past three weeks. The the Panthers had one passing touchdown the last two weeks, and that was by Christian McCaffrey. The passing game was non-existent. So if anything, you might actually be getting an upgrade with Taylor Heineken at quarterback. A living, breathing human is is better than whatever Cam has been the the past month. This looks like a huge over-adjustment to me. Rule of backup quarterback. And rule of Falcons on the road. Matt Matt Ryan's been horrifying outside this season. This is a great spot for Carolina. I, I wanted to love Carolina. I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And DP couldn't do it either. Number yeah, two. Yeah, I'm with you, Rich. Two. Wanted to love it. Just absolutely couldn't do it. But I agree with Brett. This this line movement, when considering where they opened it, where it is now, is just ridiculous. The fact that they even opened it is just like a massive mistake. I have no idea what they're thinking. The lone wolf you did love, though, DP, was Steelers at Saints. You were laying the six with New Orleans. Tell us why. Because the Steelers are a joke on the road. I mean, I, I just, I, I still, I'm just going to keep going back to the well, the, the well that I always go to, and that's Big Ben on the road. I mean, the Steelers played two horrible games. Then they got to go back home and they got to beat up on a Patriots team that is not the Patriots team of years past. They are not good. They are bad. The Steelers tried to hand them that ball. The Steelers did not play good in that game at all. They tried to give the ball or the game to the Patriots several times. Patriots just not being the Patriots of old, couldn't take it from them. Saints in at home in their dome. I mean, that offense, that defense against Ben Roethlisberger, the whole thing just lines up that this line is too short for me. I think this is the Saints in a route here. I, I just really don't think much of the Steelers team here. I mean, I know six is, it's a, it's a good chunk of points to swallow, but it's less than a touchdown, and I absolutely love it. My heart agrees. This is breezing doors against the 21st pass defense. A poorly coached team by Tomlin on the road always. Coaching matters. And the issue that I had is twofold. One, I think the Saints are going to be popular in this spot. I think both teams are actually going to be popular. This could be the old, both teams are in the top 10. Uh, And the other one is pretty big reverse line move. Despite 58% of the tickets being on New Orleans, this opened at 6.5 and and it's down to 5.5 on pinnacle so there's a little bit of a loom factor in this one so that made me tick it down a little bit Bert you too had the Saints you had them right in the middle nine out of 16 put a pin in this game yeah I'm just selling the Steelers off that emotional win and Saints at home that's it all right, then lead us off on Slurs Titans. You kind of went right at Mo there. How do the Titans score? How do they score, Brad? Is it possible? Why the Slurs are so good in this spot? Come on. Yeah, they are. I mean, I've said it all season. I believe in this defense. I think this is this is a talented unit, especially up front. And this this Redskins team gets zero respect from the market, even though they're seven and seven straight up, eight and six against the spread. They went to Jacksonville. Last week and won outright, and the line didn't move from where it was posted last week. They like this this team plays ugly. They they grind the pace of the games to a crawl. 
And that makes it even more difficult for a team like Tennessee to, to cover 10 points. I just don't see it. No respect yet. 55% firing the slurs. Hmm. Yeah, rule of, pu- rule of public sniff down an insane line. This is insane. Like, the Titans, when they're playing you teams... You can't have the Titans favored by this much, man. When I'm the, sorry. When the, the Titans are great when they're playing teams that quit, the Jags, and teams with retired quarterbacks in the Giants. I mean, I we're acting like the Slurs aren't drawing live for a playoff spot here. Like, I guess the Titans are, too. But the Slurs... But like, the, line, the line's 10 now. Well, it's 10.5, but it's fake 10.5. You see that, right? Like, markets nudging this why don't away the, from why your can't, side. Yeah, but why can't the slurs win this game outright? Like, this line is insane to me. Why are the like are the Titans even a top sixteen team? Are they a top half team in the league? They're like fringy. At, like, they're they're not. I mean, they're fine, right? But they should never be hanging ten against a potential playoff team like the slurs. These guys, especially on defense, these guys have everything to play for. I don't know. This line is just bonkers to me. Let's keep Lone Wolves going. We'll go to you, Brett, since you've got a pair. And you've got one that nearly made the card. The Niners have slaughtered the public two straight weeks, winning outright as home dogs. And now, once again, they're plus four in Santa Clara. And this time they host the Chicago Bears, who are laying four points. Brett, you're going against the trend. You're clicking Matt Nagy and Chicago. What you got here? Yeah, I screwed this one up. I am on the wrong side, and I recognized it this morning uh, when I digged into it a little more. So I'll make all of your points for you guys. Wow, this is the wow. Second, this is amazing. This is the second straight week. There has been reverse line movement away from the heavy public action in a 49ers game, and both times the 49ers were a home dog. Like last week, they came through and just won outright against Seattle, and I fell into the trap then. I fell right back into the trap last night because all I could think about was Nick Mullins against his pass rush. Uh, but the 49ers are very good at tackle, so they should be able to contain the edge better than most. Uh, there are still many ways Chicago can beat you on defense, but I I, I clicked the wrong side here. I, I fully admit it. Wow. Way to go, Bert. Not to mention, the Bears' offensive line, sneaky bad, 31st in adjusted sack rate. Niners' defensive line, sneaky average, 15th in adjusted sack rate. So, Mitchell Trubisky might not have all the time in the world. And above everything else, why are the Bears trying in the spot? They yeah. are. They are. Yeah, that was the big thing for me. I just don't see the Bears coming with full effort. They've already got some injuries. Yeah, Eddie Three Jackson. Three key starters hurt. Eddie Jackson hasn't practiced. Hakeem Hicks picked up mud butt. I mean, Khalil Mack's been banged up all season. Why wouldn't they just pull him at halftime? Yeah, to me, this is just a sleepy spot cross-country. I don't like it for the Bears. But it's just nuts to me that there's been three consecutive sleepy spots at San Francisco. And can we go to the well again? I guess. I've got yeah, this to- team's not good, but I feel the schedule is lining up very well for them. Yeah, and, and I mean, they've shown that they, they don't care about tanking. They don't care about their draft pick in, in really trying these past couple weeks. Shanahan's coaching them up, so it just feels like another good spot for San Francisco. Your other lone wolf, Bert Minotti, you're taking the chainsaw on the road. Jags plus four, in-state rival against the Dolphins. I guess you could call them a rival. Minotti, you've got some stones clicking the chainsaw here. 
Only both of these teams appear to have quit. We know Jacksonville has, uh, given the way they handled that offensive situation last week with Leonard Fournette. I, I don't. I think both these teams are in an evaluation mode uh, through the through the rest of the year uh, to see what they have going into next season. Uh, so this was probably the toughest game of the week to cap for me. So I'll just I'll, I don't know. I'll just take the points with with Jacksonville. I guess I, I really have no conviction in this one. I guess the difference between that Dolphins Colts game that I asked Mo about is he freaking loves Miami. <laughs> Two clicks away from your top five, Mo. What is this deep rooted love that you have for Miami? Don't you hate Adam Gase? I'm pretty puzzled here. Yo, the Jags. This is Donnie's rule of quitting. I mean, the Jags have actually quit, and I just don't see what motivation they could possibly have after seeing Cody Kessler play. You know management wants to lose. So how that's got to be so demotivating for the rest of the players. They know there's a better QB sitting on the bench. Everyone knows it. How, how can they try after knowing this? I just don't, I don't understand. So... I think this line is like two points short. Uh, to me, the Dolphins are like a field goal better than this Jags team that just doesn't care and just flat out has mailed it in. So game theory is why it didn't make your top five. I just liked a few games a little more. This was pretty close, but I do think uh, people, if anything, are probably clicking the Dolphins here. I mean, the Jags have been a horror show. Everyone knows that they passed for 57 yards. Not only did they pass for 57 yards, on 23 dropbacks, this is an amazing stat, 23 dropbacks, Cody Kessler had an adjusted net yards per attempt of 0.71. Less. He, also ran, he also ran for more yards than he passed for, which is another amazing stat, because that guy's not even that mobile. Less than a yard per attempt. incredible i think the dolphins could be top five in the spot everybody saw what the jaguars did last week that's why i stuck the jag the dolphins towards the bottom dp anything on this contest two teams you love here dolphins jags you love these oh teams. yeah absolutely love these teams um no i mean i don't know i don't want to add anything on this stupid game all right well then we'll add move on then add your lone wolf you are the only person that is taking this home dog. Home dogs have been crushing, but we are all fading the one, except for you, and that is the Raiders. Good old John Gruden, Monday night football on Christmas Eve. The Raiders are getting two and a half against division foe, the Denver Broncos. What you got here, DP? You know when like, you're playing online poker and... You just sometimes you just say fuck it, let's gamble and just click the button. Like I, that's what I did. I mean, we're at that point in the season where I don't think anyone's going to be clicking this stupid Raiders team. I'm also just not really that high on the Broncos. So, I mean, let's go. Let's put it high on the card. I, I just I, I feel like the Raiders. I mean, what do we say every single week? Brett comes out here and says Raiders professional football team. Raiders professional football team. When everyone's just writing them off, I still think that they're a professional football team and they're just playing with pride backed by their ridiculous coach. But yeah, I just, I think that they can pull this off here. I really do. I think that they can really pull this off here. I'm just not, I'm not high on the Broncos. That's for sure. And the Raiders, I think they just have enough to get it done at home. This is a crazy one. 
but I know exactly why. Mo has the Broncos in his top five. Brett and I both have Broncos super low. I have them as my one-pointer. Brett has them as their two-pointer. Mo, let me guess the precise reason why you have the Broncos in your top five. 94% chance of rain. Yeah, the bad weather and then... But the biggest thing is look at this Oakland defense. This is a run straight game. I mean, the Broncos will not even have to risk Keenum picks here. They're just going to get ran straight on. Even one of their good defenders, Maurice Hurst, I don't know if he's going to play. This line is too short. The problem is it is obviously too short. It's already been corrected uh, up to three, and I think it should be three and a half. And this is this is just a bad line. And But this is going to be really popular. I, I, Broncos under a field goal has got to be so popular. I couldn't put this at the top of my card like I kind of wanted to. Yeah, the Raiders are just bad in the trenches. Bottom third on both sides of the ball. This is a good spot for the Broncos to just run straight if the weather is bad. I know we hate Vance Joseph. I know we hate Case Keenum on the road, but this is the true test as to whether or not the Raiders are a professional football team. Can they be competitive in the trenches? And I don't know if they can. So that's why I clicked Broncos and put them as a one-pointer. Brett, we'll move on to my lone wolf. Stop me if you feel the need to give your opinion. But I've got a lone wolf in my top five. It's a home team laying more than a touchdown. Guys, the Cowboys are in a beautiful spot. Shut out last week on the road as a public side. And now they get Jameis Winston versus defense with a pulse. I told you guys, after having a dream three-game stretch against the Giants, Niners, and Panthers, where the Bucks scored 28 points a game, it was time to come back down to earth. Last two games for the Bucks, Jameis and the Tampa Bay offense have only generated 13 points a game. Now they come in to play the Cowboys ninth in defense. 14th against the pass. They can generate a pass rush. And then on top of that, this checks all the boxes. Team that looked the worst last week. Jameis on the road against the defense with a pulse. And then it's just Zeke for all of it. Bucks 31st against the rush. Kamara and Ingram had 140 total yards two weeks ago. The Ravens did their thing, ran for 250 last week. This is Wong teaser. Get these guys down to one and a half. Cowboys playing for the NFC East. Guys, this is Cowboys 30, Bucks 7. What are we doing here? Why do you guys love the Bucks? Mo, you have the Bucks in your top five. What are you doing? Man, oh man. You you love the Bucks? Cowboys here? Absolutely the, love the boys. What happened first to First of all, yeah, first of all, look at the market. Uh, you got to pay minus 123 to get the bucks at plus seven and a half right now on Pinnacle. So that right there is your first hint. And then beyond that, schematically, you just look at the biggest problem with the, the Cowboys in this game is 
that they're not good at what matters in football, and the Bucks actually are. When it comes to passing offense, the you Bucks said, are you far said, better. You said the same thing the last Cowboys. week, and the Ravens punched the Bucks in the face repeatedly and covered the spread. Well, they didn't cover my spread. I covered with the Bucks, and the Bucks were in that game the whole way. Uh, they had the ball with a chance to tie multiple times in the second half. Um, and if you just isn't there isn't there some? I thought my understanding was there was some question that Zeke would even play. Or how effective he would even be, and if that's the case, this is a slam dunk on Bucks. Is there a question that Zeke's going to play? Have not seen that report. Yeah, what are you talking about? I thought he was injured, uh, or at least like not going to be one hundred percent, and and was somewhat questionable. But I think if he's not one hundred percent, this is definitely Bucks. But even if he pl- plays, I still like the Bucks here. I mean, like I said, the market's pointing me to the Bucks. The Bucks are good at passing. The football, that's what matters in football. Uh, the Cowboys can't pass the ball. They have Dak. Um, you, know, you know who's good at passing the ball? The Saints. You know who scored 10 points in Dallas? The Saints. Well, Saints offense has shit the bed for the past month. So Saints offense or Bucks offense? Neutral field right now. And then uh, what are the Colts doing? 27-0. I mean, Dallas still isn't very good. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the Bucks here getting more than a touchdown. I think this line should be... Six, so uh, give me the Bucks. DP, you love the Bucks as well, but you couldn't get them on your card. What you got here? I got to ride with the offense here. I also think that this is can be a big letdown spot for the Cowboys. I'm just I'm still not high on the Cowboys overall. I mean, I know their defense has been playing really well. Obviously, we know what Amari Cooper has been doing for them uh, the past couple of weeks, but uh, this Bucks team, you know, I think they kind of. I agree. They got punched in the face last week against the Ravens, but this is a great bounce back spot for them getting a ton of points. I mean, offense wins in this NFL today. Uh, I, I know that we've seen more defense these past couple of weeks, but offense wins and, you know, seven and a half points is cover. Even if, even if that Dallas defense holds, uh, you know, holds this Bucks team to, to less points than, than I personally expect. Um, I, I just don't see the Dallas offense putting up a ton. I just, I really don't. Brett, you're the lowest in this game. You said, what changed? Who am I? Laying all these points with the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> what happened to you? What I, happened when the guy comes on the show earlier this week and says that this is a great choke spot for the Cowboys and yeah. now oh, is oh, like oh. lining up to go the other way? Oh, that that does not make it not a great choke spot <laughs> for the Cowboys. Yeah, I feel like Jameis is just going to march into AT&T, play his ass off, and get a game, or get a W in a game that only matters to Dallas. Like, this is Jason Garrett melt. And then NFC East in a complete mess going into next week. That's just what it feels like to me. It definitely has that potential, given the Cowboys' history, given the history of the NFC East. But Jameis against the defense with the Pulse guys, not pretty. Has never been pretty. All right, so the Lone Wolves. To recap, Moe's got a gaggle. Texans, Packers, Steelers, Falcons, and Titans. Bert's got a pair, Bears and Jags. And DP and I are solo with the Raiders and Cowboys, respectively. Let's get to the card, and as we noted at the top, Bert with a 4-1 week last week. He led the way, and he's got a consensus pick at number one, it's a home dog. It's a team he faded last week. Proof that Brett 
definitely is a week-to-week man. The markets change, and Brett takes notice. The uh, Mr. Minotti, who you got? I've got the Cardinals plus 14 against the Rams. I don't know what this line is. And the same thing is happening as last week. Steam on the Rams. This line is 16 right now at Pinnacle. This looks stupider than last week's line against the Eagles. And people are actually betting the Rams on the road. I don't understand what's happening here. So two middle fingers up to the market. The Rams have been overvalued by the books all season. Yet they keep hanging these massive numbers even when they're traveling. It doesn't make any sense. You've got Todd Gurley banged up. Even if he plays they're going to be forced to put more on Goff's shoulders, and he's been a disaster the last month of the season. The defense has been a sieve on the ground. Like, why can't the Cardinals just get chunks with David Johnson running the football, put put some points on the board that way, drain the clock, just keep this McVay offense off the field as much as possible and avoid getting embarrassed at home? This line, I'm so baffled by this. Do the Cardinals have a shred of professional pride? Yeah. That's what this comes down to. They were blanked on the road against the Rams earlier in the season. 34-0. So they got that rattling around in the back there. And now you come home after getting smoked on the road because Josh Rosen kept handing the ball to the Falcons and your two touchdown dogs against a division rival. If they have a shred of professional pride, this is a cover. And that's why this is my number one game as well. But there are outcomes where Rosen hands the ball to the other team. Do, do we want Glennon in this spot? <laughs> like, or, or will Rosen have a fire lit under him after Glennon coming in last week? I don't know about Josh, man. That guy, it's getting worrisome with him. It's getting worrisome, but I don't think he has a coach, so I I will wait until that happens. Well, no, it doesn't. No matter. coach, no O line, poor weapons. I mean, there's nothing. Mo's worried. Nothing there. Mo's, but he still looks bad. Like he's still making poor decisions. Like all those things are true, but all those things don't make you make poor decisions. Mo, you're the lowest on the cards. Give us your worries. Well, what do you want the guy to do? I mean, he's got to fling the rock. They're down a million. In the last few games, uh, this feels like a get right game for the Rams. I mean, what is Aaron Donald going to do to one of the worst offensive lines in football, if not the worst? That being said, I do think this line is about a field goal too high. Um, so, ugh, it, it makes me queasy, but I this do is our squad. Have... Come on, Mo, this is our squad. The card. They're not my squad anymore. I have not been. I, I I tried to go back to the well last week and it did not work. Um, you almost drowned. Yeah, yeah. This team is just playing awful right now. Um, I mean, it's just Rosen. Rosen's the only one playing awful. He just handed short field to the Falcons. No, under- their whole offense is dreadful. No, it's Rosen. And then it's it's Rosen, won. dude. He's just handing the ball to the other team. People have been able to pass the rock on these guys. I mean, this defense was once in the top five. They're sitting in 15th now. The 11th fa- against the pass and a dreadful 24th against the run. That does not bode well if Todd Gurley plays. That is for sure. I mean, um, they did not get shredded last week in the air. Matt Ryan only had six yards per attempt. They just kept, again, they kept getting handed short fields. The Cardinals defense was fine 
last week. And I think they'll be fine in this spot against a much worse offense and a much worse quarterback. A much worse offense? Do you trust the Rams offense more than the Falcons offense right now? Yes. Hmm. This isn't even close. Matt Ryan still stinks, and they have zero, zero running game to take any pressure off of him. Do the Rams have a running game without Gurley? That's the problem. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we might find out. But uh, if Gurley doesn't play, I like this. If he does play, I don't know, man. It worries me, and I feel this could be a get-right game against just an Arizona team that is playing as bad as anybody right now. Bert had to bounce. DP, you're up next. You had a winning week last week as well, and you're giving us the anti-jinx. It is a consensus pick, though, but you've got the Bills plus 13. Give us the anti-jinx. Give it to us. 13 points with this Patriots team. Seriously, that's the line. Like That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like I, I, I don't really need to go into too much analysis. This Patriots team this year laying 13 freaking points. Get the hell out of here. Get out of here. They already laid 13 and a half on the road against the Bills and covered. So Okay, that was that was so lucky. <laughs> it was lucky and it was Derek Anderson. I'm just joking. Uh Brett had this as his one pointer. I can only imagine what his reaction is going to be when we tell him that his Buffalo Bills are on the card. I was also low in this contest. In my heart, wanted to love the Bills. We've said it a million times, the Patriots struggle against mobile quarterbacks, and that's what Josh Allen is. Uh, someone opened this at 10.5. I don't know what that's about. Uh, we're missing a half point, 13.5 on Pinnacle, and, of course, 64% of the public lining up to bet on the Patriots. But this defense, man, 21st overall, 21st against the run. Yeah. There should be backdoor potential for Josh Allen, but I don't know. I just, I'm still worried about the Pats in a spot that really matters, them fighting for a bye. So I, I slid them towards the middle of the pack. Mo, you had the Bills as well. This is a consensus pick nearly in your top five. What prevented you from putting Buffalo in your top five? Yeah, I don't know, first of all, where I saw that Zeke news. I guess I made that up. I tried looking all over the place, can't find anything. <laughs> Fake news, Mo. Yeah, I guess that was fake news. Uh, this one, I do think the line is a bit too high. I definitely don't have any sort of conviction on the Bills, though, man. I, uh, what makes me kind of lean that way for sure is Gronk being toast, no Josh Gordon. What what scares me on this Patriots offense? I mean, really nothing. The Bills can play defense, so I don't know. This is probably fine. I think this line should be 11. Um, I'm more in agreement with the opener than you, I guess, Rich. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see a ton of value here, especially when you start getting at these higher numbers. Like, a couple points is pretty negligible. So uh, I don't trust the Bills. Um, and, yeah, they... I don't know. We we need uh, actually a good game from Josh Allen, not just a fake good game where he runs for yards and can't pass for anything. Like that worries me, but I guess like it's definitely not impossible against the Pats. Yeah, from no, from an objective standpoint, I I agree with you. Ten and a half, eleven isn't crazy. I'm just I was just saying from a bookmaking standpoint, like who hangs that number? Everyone's gonna smash the Patriots, so you can get away with inflating it to 13, 13 and a half, 
where it rests now. I still can't wait to tell Brett that we have the belts on the card. Do we, do we think people will click the Patriots? That's the question. If they do, then I like this pick more. If they're once again at around that five mark where, like, I think they definitely have kind of a ceiling. They're not going to be like a top two or three play, but if they're kind of around that five mark where they've been the last few weeks, then that's pretty good for us. Sure. I don't think we need full leverage, though, because who's clicking the bills? Are they going to be popular? Maybe. They've surprised me. Last week, they definitely surprised me in being popular, and they were popular the week prior. So maybe they will be. Maybe everybody is just going to be totally off the Patriots train, which is... Well, the Bills failed to cover in both of those spots, so that probably bodes well. Well, that's what confused me about last week, is they went back to the well despite losing, right? So maybe they'll do it again? I don't know. I, I can't imagine the Bills being popular in the contest, but I've certainly been surprised before. Uh, Mo, you are up next. We tied last week, but tie goes to the person that is crushing the season, and that is, of course, you, Mr. Moose. And you've got a split game as your number one pick. It is the absolute leverage play. Game theory season. I don't love it. Tell the people what it is. Yeah, I'm getting weird. Uh, This is the week where I am clicking on something Driscoll, which I thought I would never do. I berated you so hard. I berated all of you for clicking on Driscoll. When you guys tried, you guys tried clicking on them against the Broncos. That was funny. Um, This is a much different spot. This is um, we're getting a lot of points. We are hopefully able to run straight, and we need weird. We need weird. This is for the people out there. Tail at your own risk right now. Don't do it. I, I, I'm I'm beg, you. Weird. I beg you. We're all getting weird. Don't click yeah. the bangles. <laughs> we're trying to find some weird winners. Don't... Don't uh, don't be as crazy as we are, and uh, I apologize in advance for making you guys sweat something Driscoll. Sorry, guys. I, I it's not because I hate you. It's funny. D, DP's the other person to pick the Bengals, but I feel like he might be the queasiest about this selection. Me? Yeah. I mean, uh, whatever. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in to get weird. I, I mean. Eight and a half points. I, I know it's Driscoll. He has zero weapons out there. I also, I mean, also when I made this pick, I was like, you know, I think the Browns are the better team, but I, I, do they just blow people out? I don't. I don't think so. I feel like all their games are super close. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like this is a spot. This is a, a moment for this fan base, this team, this coaching staff. I think something Driscoll walks into Cleveland and gets his head caved in. But got to root for him because of Mo. So the card has Josh Rosen. It has Josh Allen. It has Jeff Driscoll. So why not add another horrific quarterback that starts with J? Mo, cover your ears. It's a double J. We got Josh Johnson on the card. This is amazing. <laughs> I mean, really, I think this is this pick is bad because I don't know who's going to be on the field. But um, if you guys want to get super weird, I'm totally down because, like, 
that's where we need that's what we need right now we need every time we get super weird for the record people this is when it all blows up <laughs> yeah. but i'm okay with it blowing up in week 16 like that's totally fine by me i'm not gonna have time to be frustrated and annoyed like i have been the last few years when it blows up in like week 10 and uh yeah, we 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 gave it our best, and we're we, we got to get weird if we want the money. So we want the money. So let's go. Uh, yeah, but uh, you may want to fade these picks for the record. <laughs> the anti gridiron gamble parlay might make you some money this weekend. Made all my points. I don't think the Titans, as an average team, should be nine and a half point favorites against a team scraping and clawing for a playoff spot, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So we just need the slurs offense to be as competent as it was last week. And I think that we can get away with a cover. Those are our four picks. The fifth pick, the collective pick. We've got a consensus pick to my surprise as our collective pick. It's a home team getting points. Mo cover yours again. The collective chooses the Seattle Seahawks. Mo, you can't hate it too much. You click the Seahawks. I barely clicked the Seahawks for the record. <laughs> One of 16. <laughs> Nothing? Oh, boy. I got to say. Um, I'm not even, not... by the way, I'm not even the highest of the other two hosts. Does that surprise you, Mo? I'm sure you thought you were pegging this on me. I don't know why you guys like the Hawks in this spot, honestly. Uh, Wrong team favored. Love them. Love them. Wrong team favored by a mile, dude. What are you talking about? This is Chiefs. Wrong team favored. This is Patrick Mahomes is bad on the road against good good teams. This this could be Chiefs by 14. Uh, That's never happening. The Chiefs are on extra rest. They have more motivation. What are the Hawks even playing for right the, now? No, the Hawks can can blow their playoff game because they lost last week, actually. If, if the Hawks I, lose out, they don't go to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I still think that's not very likely. Um, who do they have final week? They have to have uh, Arizona. And I think... Yeah, home two that's Cardinals. At home? Yeah. Yeah, so like they're not losing that, and um, I mean they lost last week to the Niners. <clears throat> so yeah, this is the Chiefs have the Chiefs are have to be all in every game because they're trying to hold off a really really strong Chargers team. They have more motivation. They're coming in off extra rest. Uh, this also has um, one interesting factor here: the loss of a. Uh, Kendall Fuller, um, the Chiefs, one of the Chiefs players with a pulse on defense. It could be big, but I don't think this is the spot where it will be big. Um, this, it worries me down the road, but right here when the Hawks are just going to run the ball, I'm not too worried about it. The Hawks, this is, I don't know. I tried this w- with the Ravens game, but this is one team is going to run the ball and one team is going to pass the ball, Okay. And in 2018, I'm taking the team that's going to pass the ball. Why wouldn't so. the Hawks pass a little bit? I mean, they're not going to be. They're going to be full. They're going to run a lot because the Chiefs can't Have stop you the run. Watch the Hawks this year. All they do is run. Sure, but that doesn't mean that 
Russell doesn't just drop it in the bucket a couple times a game. He does it infrequently, but he has success when doing so. And the Chiefs can't stop anybody. This Chiefs defense is fucking terrible, Mo. How do they get a stop in this game? How do the, the Hawks not score 30 in this game? Well, here's the thing. is The Chiefs do actually get after the passer a little bit. And when you get after Russ, he will do stupid shit. We know this. So if you're a Seahawks backer, I think that's what you're very worried about. Um, he can do all the stupid shit he wants against this defense, man. Yeah. He can throw the ball facing the other way over his head between <laughs> his legs. I don't care what he does. This is wrong team right. favored, Mel. You're going to see right. the worst game in Patrick Mahomes' history. You're going to see Chiefs to possibly see. roll show I, here. I, but. I, I kind of feel the exact same thing Donnie's saying. Mahomes has been shaky on the road in these spots. Against teams with a pulse on the road, he's been shaky. The Rams, the Rams being the exception, but the Rams are awful on defense. Well, I just feel it's not even him being shaky. I just feel same thing that's happening to um, the the Saints and the and the Rams. I just feel teams are catching up to these schemes, and then like I I feel it's taking more and more brilliance from Mahomes every week to keep this offense afloat. So he's trying more and more crazy shit, and like when you're trying crazy shit, like. You're gonna make, he, you're gonna make mistakes, and he's making some more mistakes. Well, that's the farm. They're right? gonna win by fourteen. He, he's got the farm DNA for sure. He wants to make the play every time, and Reed has done a good job of coaching him along, trying to take away those mistakes. But he has the farm DNA, and those mistakes are definitely lurking. And CenturyLink is a place where you cannot make those mistakes cannot happen because that Hawks D is swarming and could definitely get some takeaways. There were two other consensus games, uh, one other consensus game, excuse me, that I wanted to touch on briefly because I'm sure Mo wanted it to be on the card. It's his number two pick. He's been waiting for this spot to fade Lamar Jackson. You've got the you right. you've got the Chargers minus right. four and a half. Talk about it, kiddo. Um, yeah, this is actually my I wanted this to be my number one pick, but um I just saw too much game theory potential in that Bengals pick, and I had that one like on the border of my top five. So I just rocketed it up there for for weirdness factor. But man, this is the spot I've been waiting for. Fade Lamar on the road versus a solid D. And the Chargers aren't even getting giving up that many points. The Raven, look at this how how crazy perfect this spot is. Ravens traveling cross country into a team on extra rest. This is this is Chargers by ten. I mean, I don't understand how this line can be south of a touchdown. I really don't. You keep you keep stubbornly fading these reverse line moves against the Ravens and not winning money. Opened at yeah. five, down to four. Opened at five and a half, down to four and a half. Despite sixty-one percent on the Chargers, you, you keep going against your market principles here and losing. I, I I haven't been fading because I haven't. Well, actually, I did last week and it worked. Um, Bucks got them by the hook, but that was that was kind of a a late ad for me. I just. I think this is the spot. I haven't, I couldn't fade in some spots like Atlanta and all these other. They're playing so many terrible defenses. And now they're playing a defense with a pulse. 
quite a pulse, actually. Um, the, the problem and... in the defense, you know who is going to play a key role in this game for the Chargers? Derwin James. Derwin James is going to eat Lamar. Before, well, if Lamar keeps getting to Derwin James's level, that's that's good for the Ravens. This Derwin is, James doesn't have a level. He plays on every level. This is rule of Jatavis Brown. Jatavis, who we've killed on this podcast, Brett specifically, has slaughtered Jatavis Brown, middle linebacker for the Chargers. He's going to be in charge of leading the rush defense. He's grading as a 55 on pro football focus, 47 against the run. 47 out of 100. Man. This could be... The Ravens have just been dusting off 250 yards rushing a game. This could be 300 if Jatavis is the guy. That's the last man of defense. But like I said, this was a consensus pick. I did click the Chargers, but I had them pretty low. I do think the Chargers might be popular in the contest given that they're only giving four and a half points here. Uh, Brett was high on the Chargers as well. He had them 13 out of 16. But... Just like you, with the Chefs and Hawks, DP had this as his one-pointer. And that's why it did not get on the card. DP, what made the coin come up, Bolts? Um, I don't really know, because I kept flipping the coin, and it kept coming up on both sides. I, I really want nothing to do with this game. I mean, I guess I just picked the team that I think is, is like, <laughs> big picture, better team overall, better offense. I think the... The Chargers have a good defense too. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson going on the road is is slightly worrisome, but not a ton because going on the road to LA is not really going on the road. Um, so I, I just I don't know. I, I wanted to like the Chargers at first, and then I was like, you know, this seems like a little bit too many points to swallow in this spot. Just just knowing that the Ravens are a very solid team. Yeah, all around. And then I was trying try to talk myself into the Ravens and I just couldn't do it there. Ultimately, I was just like, you know what? This is this is my mega one-pointer. Just please don't touch it. Please don't put it on the card. So I personally am thankful that this is not on the card because I did not want to sweat this game at all. Nearly made it. Wanted to just do a little overtime there. I thought that game was interesting. And Mo, I, I knew this was the spot that Mo's been talking about for several weeks now. So I want to go a little yeah, bit I over mean, to chat. There. I was going to ask about it anyway. Yeah, so... Good read for the kid. All right, the card. A bad quarterback bonanza, save for Russell Wilson, and you hold your tongue, Mr. Nuwara. We've got Josh Rosen and the Cardinals, Josh Allen and the Bills, Jeff Driscoll and the Bengals, and Double J, Josh Johnson, and the Slurs, Russ and the Hawks on Sunday night football. Follow these guys on Twitter, even though he left, at Brett Colson, C-O-L-L-S-O-N, at Donnie underscore Peters, and at Mo Nuara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H, at Gridiron Gamble, is where you can retweet us to get your free raffle ticket and send a pick against the Super Contest spread for a second ticket. You'll be in the running for eight classic NFL jerseys paired with a Gridiron Gamble t-shirt each. For the recap pod next week, don't think it's happening. We'll just do a quick little recap before our week 17 podcast. So be on the lookout for that. For everybody here at Gridiron Gamble, have a very Merry Christmas. Best of luck in your betting ventures. And if you made 
your fantasy championships. Good luck there as well. Until next Friday, peace. Ow.